The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, the world's strongest man, a world champion in not one, not two, but three different sports. Mark Henry and I have two amazing guests as we get closer and closer to AEW's Double or Nothing. How about this? Paul White, that's right, the voice of Elevation, and of course a first ballot Hall of Famer. He joins us here on Busted Open. And to speak AEW like he does every week, president and owner of AEW All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The voice of AEW Dark Elevation, the one and only, Mr. Paul White. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm doing fantastic, and I appreciate that incredible compliment. Um, I would have to say, though, I'm also sharing that stage with Tony Schiavone, who is an incredible play-by-play um, -play announcer. So I can't wait to tell him later that Busted Opens that I was the voice of Elevation. So Please do. Uh, I stand by what I yeah. just said, sir. And then he'll probably tear up my notes for the show and hide them or turn my iPad off or unplug my microphone. Like, you got to be on top of it with Tony Schiavone. You, you better you better pay attention. He's, he's, he's an not old innocent. School river. Old school he is river. not innocent and without fault. We no, hung no, out. He's guilty. Yeah. We hung out he in, be in Las Vegas. should be walking with a little pitchfork backstage, just, you know. <laughs> That's not true. He's probably one of the nicest people ever. So, anyway. <laughs> You guys have great chemistry. So I, I always tell people here on Busted Open, one of the big reasons, not only to see the talent of AEW and a lot of the younger talent that you don't get to see on Dynamite, but you and Tony Schiavone have amazing chemistry. Did, did that just fall into place quickly between you two? Tony and I always get along great when I was in WCW. Um, it's always funny now because I used to talk to Tony a lot when I first started in WCW. I mean, I was green as grass. And though everybody was excellent to me in WCW then, I didn't ask a lot of questions to a lot of guys because I didn't want to be that annoying guy. I was 12, 13 years younger than anybody else in the locker room. You know, so I didn't want to be, hey, what about this and what about that? But one of the guys that I would always 
ask little questions about or why did someone so say this or, or why was it done like that is I would ask Tony. And it's funny, after all the years of, you know, being me being in WWE and not seeing Tony and then to come together in AEW, we just click right back together. You know, I think it's a respect. It's a trust. You know, when you're doing that position, um, there's a lot of stress. Anytime you're talking live and you have to be, you know, have coherent thoughts and funny anecdotes and also get your point across. There's a, there's a lot of mental juggling going on. So you want to be in an environment with somebody that you definitely trust that, you know, like me, sometimes my mouth forgets to work and Tony always slides right in there and finishes my thought for me. So it helps, you know, I don't think giants are known for being eloquent speakers, but uh, I'm going to fake it as long as I can. So there you go. <laughs> fake it till you make it kid. Fake it till you make it brother. If you don't believe it, nobody else will. Nobody else will. You know what, Paul, like one of the things I always knew that, that you would shine in that situation because of Thank how you. intelligent and articulate you are. But I also love you, too. you have Woo. Woo. <laughs> Stop it. So <laughs> Dave has heard us in the car together. So he knows yeah. how ignorant we can be. But right. the, the thing that I find the most interesting is the fact that you know wrestling because you're a wrestling savant. You studied, you, you have a brilliant mind for psychology. Uh, are the people, are the young people over there uh, taking advantage of you being there and asking you the pertinent questions? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I can't, I don't know the last time when I've been inspired so much by younger talent. Um, AEW does things a little bit different. AEW doesn't, doesn't quite micromanage to the detail that WWE does or NXT does. This is a different program or different feeling. So to me, I can actually give my honest opinion when asked because I don't have to give um, an opinion that might be contrary to what the status quo is, you know, because, you know, I have different philosophies on tag team wrestling than, you know, where I came from, from WWE on different things. Like I still believe both heels feed a comeback in a tag match. That's what's exciting. When that baby face is on the corner, his partner's, has been taking all the heat and you finally get that hot tag. You want to see that baby face make a comeback on both heels. That's what's exciting. That's what pulls you up out of your seat. Um, you know, philosophy is different. Referee has all control, stuff like that. Um, but yes, the talent does come up and it's exciting for me to really break things down, explain it to them in a way that I don't think a lot of people have had a chance to take the time and explain it to them because wrestling is really not that hard. It's really not. It's a story. It's beginning, middle, of an end. You know, there's a shine. There's uh, a cutoff. There's a heat. You know, there's hope. There's a comeback. There's a finish. Yeah. You know? Every time. But, and it's, it's, it's really nice. I'll put it that way. It's nice to see the hunger and the passion that these kids have. And not the hunger and passion of coming up and shaking your hand at catering or you know, doing that little toe together head bow thing that they do all the time, you know, not that, but generally coming up in a relaxed environment and sitting down and really asking questions about their character and what they did and what decisions they make and, and how do they continue to, to improve and having that influence and be able to help someone makes it all in a free environment makes it all worth it. Well, you know, the busted open crew is going to be there. Uh, speaking of catering, 
Uh, how yeah. is the catering? Yeah, no. <laughs> you know I like to hang out where the food is. Hey, daddy. yo, you who you talking to, man? Me and you are crushing catering all over the world, but you know I'm bringing my own food with me now, man. I am, oh, I forgot know. that you're still on the the street. Yeah, now. I'm on. The, yeah, I'm gonna be. Uh, I might be doing something here soon, so you know, gotta get all the jiggly bits while we end off again. <laughs> So no hey, I like bits. the jiggly bits. I know you love the jiggly bits, but no more jiggly bits. <laughs> well, no more jiggly well, bits. Well, that sets up my next question. You know, do you miss stepping into the ring? You know, sitting and watching this young talent all this time on elevation. Do you get the itch to to step back in the ring at all? Itch, man. I need to dunk myself in a friggin' vat of cortisone. I got the itch so bad. It's ridiculous. Um, and it's the best thing that I could have done because for so many years I was in WWE and I was a gear in the cog in the machine up there. But I knew what we were doing live events. I knew what we were doing Raws and Smackdowns. I know who was new. I, I, I had my finger on that environment. When I came to AEW, a lot of these people I didn't know, some of them I never heard before, um, didn't understand their styles, didn't understand any of it. So one of the luckiest and smartest moves I think I was able to be a part of is to do Elevation because I really got to see the talent, understand the talent, under, and it's made me more comfortable where now I really know up here how I settle in, how I get over, how I help the other talent, how I help pull ratings and, and help AEW grow. Like it's, it's such a, I think it's the first time in my entire career where everything is lined up, where the knowledge is there, the health is there, the desires there and the opportunities there. So I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. This is the first time in God knows how many years where I know all that's a definite fact. Wow. I, I, I got a question for you. I have, you know, me, I have, I have, I know favorites. you very well, my brother from another mother. <laughs> I have favorites. I, and yes, and there's no, there is no, you know, doubt in it whatsoever. You know, when I see somebody I like, I, I it's just different. Yeah, we're both is the there same. Somebody, like, we see talent that we like, we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, we appreciate them. Is there somebody that you found through studying these the and calling these matches that you go, you know what? I, I I love this. I love this person's personality. I love the work ethic. I love like who who is there? Give me a shout out. Shout out the person that that you you. Well, feel there's that way a couple about. that have grown to be my favorites. Um, you know, uh, some of the Dark Order guys. Um, I did a sit down interview uh, with John <laughs> Silvers. He's got a great story and a great desire and a great passion. Um, as far as characters go. I've really gotten, and I always talk about on our show, elevations, it makes me uncomfortable and nervous, but actually I have so much admiration for what she's created and what she's done as Abaddon, what she's done with her character, because she created in the wrestling business, which is very hard to be unique and be different and get something that has a chance to really get over with time, you know, with her Abaddon character, it's just been, uh, it's nice to see that. Uh, the wheel can be reinvented, so to speak. You know, mm. and then when you look at raw, just athletic ability, your, your girl Jade Argyle. I mean, she's just unreal. You just look at her, and her attitude is right. She's humble. She's hardworking. She busts her ass in the gym, but she's got presence, which you and I both know. No matter how hard you work, um, uh, 
no matter how well you do a hip toss or take a hip toss, it's about presence. You know, there, there are some people that are going to draw no matter what they do, you know, and it's nice to see her right now applying herself and, and, and staying focused and hardworking with it. Cause it's real easy when you get that kind of hype coming out of the gate to lose yourself. <clears throat> Not that I would know anything about that, but um, <laughs> you know, um, to see that her focus and commitment is really good. Um, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of guys that I'm looking forward to working with too. I mean, from Lance Hoyt, I'm looking forward to working with him at Murderhawk. I love to run with Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega and I could definitely have a lot of fun. You know, Jericho's there. Um, um, let's see, uh, Hangman Adam Page. Looks like he'd be a lot of fun to work with. And then I got Billy's kids that are there, Austin and Colton. So I just got to get in the ring with them. So I chopped the ever loving shit out of them just because. So the same thing if Jacob was in the ring, I'd chop him too. So. Uh, well, I got some good news for you, Paul. What's that? Jacob is coming with me. <laughs> yeah, but he's. I wait till he gets. So you could chop too. the hell out of him. All I'm not you chopping want. him. I I have saved that kid's skin so many times, where you were about to peel it. I'm not gonna jump <laughs> his tail like that. If he gets into wrestling, I will. Other than that, I'll give him a pass. He's got you to deal with at home. That's enough for him. You know, I'll probably give the kid a hug and go buy him an ice cream. You know, I remember that yeah, one day you were so mad that. in the car. You bent the steering wheel on the rental car. You were so mad. Jacob had done something, and I'm not telling tool, tales out of school or getting Jacob in trouble. But we we were in an expedition, and it was Mark and I, and Mark was driving. And Jacob had gotten Mark so mad that Mark took the steering wheel and just bent the top of it like a, like a cloverleaf. Like he just folded it in. And he looks at me. I said, man, first of all, do not talk to that boy if you're this mad. Don't do it because you, you, you'll regret it. Calm down. When you go home, drive around, go get something good to eat. Make sure you're not hungry, you know, and go in there with a plan on how you're going to help him grow. Because right now, with your attitude, you're going to stunt his growth mentally, physically, and emotionally. So just let that go. And you're paying for that steering wheel because I rented this damn car. <laughs> Jana is listening to the show, and she remembers Jacob talking back to her. And yeah, she that, that called me. And, yeah, yeah. She you called me and was mind. like, "She, she I yeah. think she hit him or something." Like I, I was shocked, and but I was no, so you angry. Were shocked, you were mad. Yeah, I was mad, mad too. Yeah, I <laughs> like, yeah you were mad. You folded the steering wheel up like it was a paper cup. So stop talking to yeah. my wife, crazy. Yeah. So anyway. But, yes, I'm excited to see Jacob there at uh, uh, Double or Nothing Sunday. Of course, I'm always excited to see you. I wish JoJo was going to be there, my princess, so I could hang out with her all day. You know? Oh, um, man. Speaking of princesses, show, I have I have a favorite over there. Who's that? Britt Baker. Oh, DMD? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? Let me tell you about her. When I first met her um, – and this is a shoot, and she knows this because I told her. When I first met her, I was like, holy crap, she's a little arrogant. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just it, it just came across a little bit iffy when I first met her, you know? And then after getting to know her, I'm like, well, hell, she, it ain't cocky if you're backing it up. It's, you know? There you it go. It ain't cocky if you're backing it up because she is definitely. There you go. She's it's not an act. Over there and a lot of stuff. It's not an act. Yeah. She's, it's not she an act. She believes in what she does. Her confidence is there. And then. 
once you see her work and you're around her and see what she does all around for the company and outside it, she still holds down a job. She's still a dentist. She still does all this other stuff. There's nothing but mad respect. Now I always tell her, I said, you know, some people in this business are needle movers and some people aren't. I said, you're a needle mover. So enjoy it. Yeah. You know, so she is, I mean, that match she had that uh, lights out match. Was that one with her and Thunder Rosa where they tore the place down? Yep. Yeah. That was uh everybody was can't do that. No, hell no. I've had hardcore matches and that was better than a lot of hardcore matches I've had. Like, you know, I love it when it doesn't become a oh, that was good for the women's division. Or no, I like it when it steps up like, no, that was good for the company, period. Men's division or women's division. That's the kind of stuff I like to see. And we've yeah. seen that in the past, and you and I are passionate for, but you know, with with Becky and Charlotte and, you know, and, and Sasha and Bailey and how those girls changed that entire division around over there. Um, you know, I, I hopefully that potential picks up here at AEW too. They got a lot of girls that are really hungry and a lot of potential. So we're excited well, about it. Judging by the card that we're going to see on Sunday for double or nothing. And of course, one of the main events is going to be Sheeta, your champion going up against Dr. Britt Baker. You can catch right. it on BR Live and traditional pay-per-view. Can't wait for Sunday. Also, too, I have to say this. One of my favorite parts of AEW Dark Elevation is when you sit down with the younger talent. I love when you when you sit down with a lot of talent that a lot of fans don't know. And you go into, I wish that happened more in pro wrestling, but I'm glad that you're doing it on AEW well, I th Elevation. I think, I think uh, I'm glad that it doesn't happen a lot more because it's a unique opportunity for me too, David, because I actually do get to sit down with this talent and I get to talk to them, you know, and I get to, to really see their personality before the cameras go on. I'm talking to them a little bit and feeling them out and, and uh, asking what I can do to help them or what the point <laughs> they're trying to get across this interview or, or whatnot, and that's that's a great introduction for me also to learn to know this talent and then help them because I've got four decades of experience. Hopefully, I can lead them in the right way because there's so many times Mark and I have done interviews where you know somebody will sit down and they'll look at us and go, "Okay, so tell us about being a pro wrestler." And it's like, I mean, it's like, well, what would you like me to tell you? It's about the money and the miles. I mean, I don't know. What do you want to know? You know, when you have an interviewer that can help bring your story along that understands who you are as a talent it really helps so and that's a great thing for me to do at this age now is to really help these guys move along i mean you know, and i got to do stuff back in the day with you know with tony and me and gene okerland and jr and michael cole like i had a lot of guys that that really helped tell my stories along the way as well so and now it's good things to be able to do and now some What's companies that? are and now some companies are hiring play-by-play -play guys that have never watched wrestling before. But anyway, that's a discussion for another. Well, day. I mean, you know, I think a lot of it. If you've never done wrestling before, you're not going to have a preconceived idea of what's right and what's wrong. And then the guy that is, I mean, the guy that is running the entire show has what he wants presented, uh, put on air. And I mean, hell, the dude's paying the bills, you know. I mean, you know, you can say what you want to, but, you know, when that's one of the things that's a little bit different about Tony is Tony literally gives the talent freedom to, to sink or swim. I mean, he gives them all the opportunities to, to get over and to be successful, but there's no pressure to make a mistake. You know, I mean, we all make mistakes as part of how we're learning, but being able to make a mistake, recognize a mistake and get over that mistake and move forward is very critical in a younger talent's career, I think, yeah. because sometimes they'll hold on to something much longer than they should have. 
you know, and having that freedom, like, okay, I made a mistake. And it's not like I'm not going to be taken out back and flogged for uh, making a mistake. So it's, yeah. a, it's a much more creative environment. And you can't have that cloud hanging over your head. Mr. No, Boy, you can't. can't thank, you, thank you so much for the time. Really thank looking you guys. forward to, to Sunday, Double or Nothing. Awesome job with Elevation as well. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Sirius XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93 anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh, my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The one and only Tony Khan. Sir, how are you this morning? I'm great, Dave. Thank you for having me on. And I always love being with you. It's a little bit different week with dynamite on a Friday tonight. So normally we do this on a Wednesday, but it's nice to spend a Friday with you guys for a change. And we're, we're really different on a Friday, Mark. And I will tell <laughs> you the rules are a little bit looser on a Friday. And Tommy is. looks very different. <laughs> it's a little bit different, but seriously, Tony, uh, first of all, I can't wait for this weekend. I'm flying out to Jacksonville. As soon as this show is over, I'm headed uh, to Newark Airport, and I can't wait for Dynamite tonight at Daly's Place. The Fan Fest tomorrow afternoon, and of course, the, one of the biggest events this calendar year, Double or Nothing. 
And I'm so excited, not only for the card, and we'll get into the matches that we're going to see on Sunday, but also just to be around people again, a yeah. full house at Daly's place. I mean, uh, so excited, so happy for you, what's taking place this weekend. Thank you so much, Dave and Mark. I can't wait to see you guys. And I'm really excited about it, too. tonight. It starts tonight with Dynamite, and it's going to carry over into one of the biggest pay-per-views we've done, and I think one of the biggest wrestling pay-per-views in a long time. Uh, it's very fitting that it happens here at Daly's Place, where people have been watching AEW wrestling for the past year, but now you get to see it as a full house and see what it's really capable of. And I think it's really awesome for the fans that have stuck with us here through the pandemic and attended these outdoor shows in the 25% capacity. Like you said, it's going to be so fun for everybody to, to get out there in front of a full crowd. But really, nobody is not going to look forward to this more than the wrestlers. The wrestlers are so excited about going out and performing in front of the full crowd again. And I can't wait for some of these matches. So it, it's a huge weekend. It starts tonight on Dynamite on TNT. And, you know, it's going to spill over into probably the biggest card we've ever put together. It's the most we've ever tried to present on pay-per-view we got four title matches on the pay-per-view plus the nwa women's titles on the pre-show and uh top to bottom just huge stuff stadium stampede it, you know we learned last year how how big it is and i think it can be even bigger and a more intense fight this year and we really saw what the pinnacle and the inner circle brought to blood and guts and you know i i think people can only imagine what they're going to do in a rematch uh, and as much as anything, I'm excited after six years for Sting to return to the ring. Yep. And, you know, he's he's had uh, the street fight, but this is not going to be a cinematic match. Sting is going to go out there in front of 5000 people and wrestle. And it's going to be awesome. Uh, and he's been working really hard on it. And I can only imagine how wild the people are going to go for Sting after all this time. Well, I'm, I'm not excited, Tony, for it to be over. But I will be involved in the media scrum after Double or Nothing. And Sting is at the top of my list of people that I want to interview and ask a couple of questions because of the case that he's in, where he hasn't wrestled a match in a long time. And I want to see what it, what it felt like. I want to, I want to know uh, what that is. I, I've, I've, I've had some plans on... On, on maybe doing that myself, and uh, I want to know what I'm getting myself into. Hmm. Well, that's, that sounds great. I think uh, hopefully Sting makes it out of this match in one piece, and I would love to put him <laughs> up there, uh, you know, to talk to the media if he can survive Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, but they've been beating the hell out of everybody they've wrestled, and I think uh, Sting is going to, you know, really – be watching their match tonight on Dynamite very closely because they've got a big match against the Dark Order before they get to Sting and Darby. And Darby's in action tonight, too, against Big Caesar, who's about, you know, close to a foot taller and has close to 100 pounds on Darby. And uh, wow. that's going to be really, really exciting. I'm, I, I think it's going to be a huge week for AEW. I really do. And, you know, it means a lot to me that the nation and that you guys are coming and Mark and Dave, I can't wait to see the two of you and I, you know, there's so many fans that are going to be here this weekend. There's going to be fans watching around the world. And it's a really great chance for us to show people what AEW is all about. 
and it starts tonight. You know, there's going to be some new fans I know that have never seen the show tonight that are going to flip over at 10 o'clock on a Friday, and it's not our typical time slot, and it's a very convenient time slot. There's a lot of people that are going to be watching wrestling tonight that are going to flip over and want to see Dynamite, and I think that, you know, I hope it, it gives a good presentation it paints AEW in a good light where people are going to want to check out double or nothing on pay-per-view uh you know we try to give huge cards on pay-per-views and try not to do like six pay-per-views a month or oversaturate the market and really build them up and make them feel like events and so I know there's a lot of anticipation for double or nothing and I you know I promise we're going to deliver a great show and it's going to be a big week for AEW it starts tonight and you know with double or nothing this weekend and even going back and doing dynamite again next Friday, which hopefully means I get to see the nation and be with you all again next Friday instead of Wednesday. Um, as we're time shifted, there's going to be a lot happening in AEW the next week. And, uh, I'm really excited about it. This is, uh, something I've been looking forward to coming on the nation with all of you and talking about it because, uh, you know, for me, it's like, this is officially the start of the week. Yep. <laughs> Double or nothing week officially begins yeah. today. So it's like the, the, you know, I've been counting down like Christmas for this. So I'm very excited. Well, Tony, you know, and you've, you've accomplished so much in your career and, and very early on with AEW, there's been some milestone moments and I know how tough it's been, you know, the last 15 months since COVID and you had big plans, the, the blood and guts in Newark and that unfortunately couldn't happen. But now you're fast forward to right now, this weekend, and it's a big weekend for the company, a full house at Daly's Place on Sunday. I always ask wrestlers all the time, and you know, we had Tamina on earlier on in the show, and I, and I said to her, I said, I hope you took a moment you know, before you did that superfly splash at WrestleMania. I hope you took a moment when you raised that title above your head when you tag team titles that you took a moment for yourself to kind of bask in a little bit of what you've accomplished. I hope Tony on Sunday that you take a moment and look at that 5,000 fans that are going to be at Daly's place and take a moment for yourself and say, wow, like we've got through this. We got through COVID, you know, we've been able to hit our goal of over a million viewers, you know, on Wednesday nights on AEW dynamite. Uh, you know, there was the quote unquote war between you and NXT that, you know, we still conquered. I hope you take a moment for yourself on Sunday for you because you deserve it. I really appreciate that, Dave. I'll try. I don't get a lot of moments, uh, especially this weekend. They're not going to, they're not going to be a lot of free moments this weekend, but I will try and do that. And I really appreciate the sentiment of what you're saying. And I appreciate you both coming I really appreciate everybody who's going to watch Double or Nothing. Everybody who orders it. I love the fans. I love talking to the fans and, uh, you know, hearing what the fans think. I, you know, I really, really appreciate that AEW's fans give us feedback and that they tell us what they like and they tell us what they want. And I listen to it. I want to, I want to hear that. And the best gauge that you're going to get in real time is the live fans. Mm -hmm. And even though we haven't had packed 100% stadiums this whole time, you know, I'm very grateful to the 25% who showed up every week and consistently gave us great shows for the last nine months of the pandemic. And, you know, I, I it's funny you say that about taking the moment because um, as we run down the card of Double or Nothing and talk about like how big a card this show is, 
there's so many things to talk about. But one thing I think we'd all be remiss if we didn't talk about is that, you know, one year ago at this time, Brody Lee was challenging John Moxley for the world title. And it was one of the great matches of his career. And it, what a great career he had. And for such a great wrestler, his greatest legacy is the family he left behind. And the probably the moment I remember going out the most is actually not one of the times that we've been packed with 5, 10, 15,000 people, but was when there were 1,000 people in Daly's place at, uh, you know, about 20% at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was the Brody Lee Memorial Show. And I was very grateful to everybody who was there to pay tribute to Brody and his life and to his family. And I wish he was here with us right now. And I wish he was on this show. And as we run this card down, I think uh, we're all missing him very much. And I wish he was a part of it. Man, I, I can't wait to get there for the show and for everything that comes with it. But I think the, the, the biggest thing that I would love to accomplish uh, Saturday or Sunday is to see Lil Brody. If I, if I could get to see Lil Brody, I'm going to be good. That, that's going to make my whole entire weekend. Well, I, I think you're going to be able to. I mean, I will, we'll make, get on the phone with Amanda and try to put that together. I, I really, uh, you know, appreciate you guys being here. And, uh, you know, as you can see, this is really a, a family business. And, uh, you know, I'm, you guys are now part of the family of the nation. So I'm really excited you guys are going to be here. And Mark, uh, that sentiment coming from you really means a lot. And I'm sure that's going to mean a lot to little Brody, believe me, uh, who is a, the biggest wrestling fan there is. So yes. uh, I wish he was here, but it's going to be a great card. Last year, Brody Lee was challenging for the world title, but this year it's actually, uh, there are two challengers. We've gone double or nothing and uh, Pac and Orange Cassidy, the top yep. two contenders to the title taking on Kenny Omega. It's going to be, one of the biggest matches we've ever had. And it's the first time we've ever had two challengers to the title, but it's a unique situation that kind of unfolded the lead to it with a, with a draw in the eliminator match. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's definitely the toughest test for Kenny, but frankly, it's a chance for us to make two new stars maybe, but really one huge new star, one uh, franchise, one face of the company. So it's a big opportunity for us. Kenny has been, I say this begrudgingly, a great champion. Uh, and I really wish, uh, you know, that uh, he had won the belt a different way. But that being said, like, you know, there's really not a better belt about wrestler in the world than Kenny Omega. His main event matches are always outstanding. And, you know, he's he has had a lot of great defenses and a lot of great matches as champion. But I think this will be uh, the hardest test and really – for Orange Cassidy, uh, it's a breakthrough moment, potentially. Uh, Orange Cassidy is somebody that I really have a lot of respect for, and I think the fans have developed great respect and great admiration for uh, since we started AEW. And he, he had a great fan base when we started. He had become a viral sensation, and he's really spread and become a mainstream big TV wrestling star. Uh, so I'm very proud, and I think this could be a really big moment, and it's certainly the biggest match of Orange's career. For Pac, uh, Mark, you, you've probably known Pac, I imagine, of many years, a very long time. Oh, yeah, and a very long time. And, and he is one of the guys that uh, I, I kind of got in his ear early enough that I've seen uh, the improvement 
and I, I, I'm, I'm very excited to see him again. He's great. He, and I think he's never been better. Uh, one of the world's great wrestlers and, you know, has been a great champion all over the world and was a great champion for WWE. And now he's, you know, been one of our top wrestlers in AEW and potentially could be a great champion for us on Sunday. And so that's a huge match. Uh, you know, I, I know there's been a ton of interest around my office in stadium stampede um, with the Jaguars folks. And that's the match everybody here on the office is talking about. Uh, there's a lot of Chris Jericho fans in my office to begin with. You know, we've been here for the past <laughs> year in Jacksonville doing shows and the staff is really, really admires Chris. And uh, the pinnacle is quite oh, the opposite. Hope, we've been doing shows here Jericho the past year plus and everybody MJF. really hates MJF. I, so. I, I hope Jericho gets his hands on MJF. I don't know if you heard it on the show yesterday. Mr. Khan, but he made a very lewd and rude comment about my wife yesterday, MJF. So uh, believe me, there is no love lost between MJF and I. I hope Jericho gets his hands on him. I, he, you know, it's really sad uh, what a terrible human being he MJF is. turned out to be, but he's a great wrestler and they won the blood and guts and yep. the pinnacles on a great role. So I think uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting match, but that's definitely one of the things people are looking forward to. I really appreciated uh, you, you gentlemen hosting MJF and Jericho on the Busted Open. Uh, I'm, I hope it didn't get too out of hand, and I'm really sorry that your wife got dragged into it, Dave. Oh yeah, and he did it. Uh, he, he, we can, we actually made peace with one another after all the tension and aggravation. We made peace, and it was a great moment. And then right before he said goodbye, he had to make a comment. So. Uh, but that's that's him. I mean, what are you gonna do? That's that's who he is. Like everybody says, playing a character. That's not a character. He's really a piece of garbage. But it's but it's like what room. Jericho said. Are we? You know, what are we promoting here? Are we trying to promote? You know, Jericho versus MJF, the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle, or is this? You know, the Pinnacle versus Busted Open. Is exactly. it Dave versus MJF? And I, <laughs> I and I, I I I was promoting the pay per view. I know, Tony. I, know. I was promoting the pay per view. All right, enough about it's Max. That. He's just obsessed with his personal grudge with you, and he can't let it. It's getting in the way of his job now. He's a piece of garbage. It's, he's a piece of garbage. But anyway, uh, Sheeta and Dr. Britt Baker. We had Dr. Britt Baker on as well. I mean, th- listen, and I even said it to Dr. Britt Baker. I'm, I'm going if Dr. Britt Baker wins this match on Sunday. I'm interested to see what the crowd reaction is going to be because there's yeah. people who don't like her, but there's a lot of fans that love. Dr. Britt do love her. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Britt Baker's got a great, great fan base here in Jacksonville. She's got some patients here in the Florida area, but there are also a lot of people, uh, you know, similar to what we just talked about with MJF. A lot of people find Britt insufferable. And uh, if Britt becomes the champion, she will be insufferable. She has been one of the great champions we've had. I mean, the longest reigning AEW champion has taken on all comers and it's going to be a really great match. When you look back at the transformation of Britt Baker, who you know kind of came into 2020 as an established babyface wrestler and like a respected veteran on the AEW roster, and in 2020 completely changed her character, completely changed the perception of Britt Baker, and won the Most Improved Wrestler of the Year award, and really deserved to be the Most Improved Wrestler of the Year, I think, because. Uh, you know, she improved in the ring. She won huge matches. She was bell to bell, one of the 
top female wrestlers in our company, but as far as promos, as far as developing the personality and, you know, turning Dr. Britt Baker DMD into a main event wrestler, she accomplished so much in one year. And, you know, now it definitely is a huge match. She's built huge momentum to become the number one contender, but she has beaten everyone she's wrestled in the past year. And uh, it's, you know, going back to double or nothing last year, Sheeta versus Nilo was a great, great match, yep. great championship match. And so this match will have a high standard to live up to. And uh, however it goes, it'll be really, really fascinating to see. It's the biggest women's wrestling match we've ever had in AEW for sure. Tony, this, this brings me to a point that she made the other day uh, or yesterday. Um, she does not have an action figure. And it is one of the points of contention with her. And I think it's fueling to her anger and her, uh, her wanting to get over. She wants to prove to the world that she deserves all the pluses and perks uh, that come with pro wrestling. Um, if, if Sheeta is able to uh, weather the storm, uh, and if she don't, if, if Brooke is able to beat her, do you think that finally she'll be able to get that action figure? She might. She might. That might be what it, that would, what it would take. She, there's a bread action figure that's it just these things don't move as fast as you'd like. But I've had a bread action figure planned for a really long time. She was in the original list of people I sent to. You could probably tell from the first pay-per-view on that, like, Brit was somebody we wanted to push. Just definitely it became a very different presentation in the second year. But, uh, yeah, the. I, there's going to be a Brit action figure one way or another, whether or not she wins this match. But I do think uh, the stakes have never been higher in really, I mean, any title match. There, this is a huge title match for a champion to go through and be undefeated as a world champion for a year as she has done. It's pretty unprecedented. Nobody's done it here in AEW. And, you know, Brit is a very legitimate number one contender. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome match. Uh Cody and Anthony Agogo. Anthony Agogo disrespecting the flag. Cody catching the flag just before it hit the ground. I thought that was a great moment. Uh, really looking forward to that match and see what happens and the ramifications, what's going to take place on Sunday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cody, the American dream, Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, wow. And it's great. For one night only, and that's really special. And you can tell how much this means to Cody because that was his idea to do that. And I thought it was great. I was, I was really honored that he would do that for us. And I think it shows how seriously he's taken the match and the threat of Anthony Agogo. This is a really interesting match. There's a lot of backstory here, uh, you know, as it's been presented on TV, but also if you follow road Two and, and dig into some of the shoulder content and really dig into our, our programming on YouTube and stuff and follow the bios, or if you watch the countdown show we're putting together, you know, there's plenty of further background and biography information. And if you dig into it, Anthony Agogo, the, the, the backstory of him, and this is the truth, is Cody introduced us. And when I was looking to sign up talent, he was somebody Cody introduced me to. And I went met up with him in England and we hung out in London and I brought him to Craven Cottage and people were very excited to see Anthony Agogo. And he's a household name in England as an Olympic medalist, great boxer, Boxing is a huge sport in England. Mark, you spent some time in England. You probably yeah. know that. They love boxing in England. And uh, Anthony Agogo is also a very famous spokesperson and just a great athlete. And it made sense to train him for wrestling. So Cody and QT were training him for wrestling. 
And, you know, just as QT kind of poisoned the minds of a lot of the students and turned a lot of the students on Cody, then Anthony Agogo went, went with them. And Anthony Agogo has really turned his back on his mentor, the person who got him into the wrestling business. So it's a great story of a mentor and a protege, in my opinion, but it's also just an interesting athletic matchup. They're going to weigh in tonight live on Dynamite. It's going to be a great segment. I'm really looking forward to that. And there could be fireworks before the match. Um, and I know that a lot of our viewers in England are really looking forward to this too. Well, we have great audience on ITV and have heard great feedback that a lot of people really think Anthony Agogo could be a good star for the future for us. And uh, the Casino Battle Royal. I'm really looking forward to who could possibly have a future world championship opportunity and the acclaimed being in the battle Royal against each other. Like that could be very, very interesting between Max Caster and Anthony Bowens in that ring on Sunday. It's every man for himself. Yep. And that includes the tag teams. It includes the acclaimed and the dark order <laughs> and the varsity blondes and the HFO and all the great teams uh, that are in this. So I definitely think, you know, you could see some fireworks there, but I'm, very glad that they're on the card. They've been a huge part of AEW the past year. I'm very proud of what some of these young tag teams have done, particularly the acclaimed and the varsity blondes, who both really stepped up on dynamite for us last week. Really, really, really yes, great they work. Did. Yes, they did. I was very entertained. And, you know, like, uh, how is Anthony a go go's ribs? Is, well, is he good to go? Yeah, Anthony's, Anthony's going to be good to go. You know, the issue that Cody's blueprinting and looking at in training for this is Anthony Agogo. He left boxing because of an injury. He has an eye injury. He's got it in one of his eyes. He's 78% blind, which is why he left boxing, but that's still going to be a problem in wrestling and it can still work against him in wrestling. He may be able to get down on the mat and neutralize people and do different things uh, to mitigate it that you can't do in boxing because you can't tie people up and right. stop them from hitting you in your bad eye. But you know, people are still going to work on that. And I know Cody's planning for it. So the big issue I know that, that he's really working on is the eye. Um, and with Austin Gunn, I mean, so Gogo really uh, did a number on Austin Gunn last week. Uh, Billy Gunn's yeah. son, he'll, he will be out yeah. uh, for a while. But a Gogo, I think, will be good to go uh, for the pay-per-view, really. But I would watch. Uh, I know Cody's going to try and work that eye. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.